0: Hey, what do you say? This is Bobby with some Overkill, and that's right, I am on Iron City Rock. What's up? This is Mike from the Wars Prada, and you are listening to Iron City Rock. Hello, this is Wednesday Thirteen, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 338 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 338, we are joined for the second time by artist Wednesday 13. Wednesday 13, uh, a man who's been around in the genre of some would call horror punk uh, for quite a long time, had a band with Joey Jorgensen of Slipknot, uh for a while called the Murder Dolls. Uh, that band has kinda gone on hiatus and Wednesday has continued to enjoy success as a solo artist. Recently Wednesday uh signed a deal with Nuclear Blast Records. It's got a new album called Condolences coming out on June second. Uh so we wanted to get a chance to bring him back on the show. Talk about what that uh signing with Nuclear Blast has done as far as his his uh career, the path he's on, etc. So we're going to play you uh, some of the first single off the new album. This is called What the Night Brings from Wednesday 13th. And we're going to talk to the man. pleasure to welcome to the show horror punk icon wednesday 13 how are you doing today
0: wednesday i am great
1: great um you are making um got a new album on the way out uh, condolences coming out in early june on nuclear blast um can you talk a little bit about what at this point in your career kind of prompted you to go with you know i don't want to say major label because i don't even know if that term exists anymore but you know a more right. established label like nuclear blast in particular
0: um, you know, it's just for me. You know, I've I've been in this business for for many years now, and I've survived a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of things, and I'm still standing, luckily. Um, but you know, I've I've been on Roadrunner Records, you know, with uh, with Murder Dolls on two albums. I was my first album, Transylvania, was on Roadrunner. So I've done the 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 major labels that was considered a major label or whatever, and then I've and then I've done the the crowdfunding things for years. I did the Self-release thing for years, and that was super successful for me as well. But I just noticed, for me, over over the past few years, the self-releasing thing and just it just it just kind of started kind of running its course, and I kind of mm-hmm. felt like I wasn't getting any more out of it. I kind of felt like I reached the the, the plateaued out, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when it came time to do this new record, I wanted to do something bigger and better. That's why we went with the Zeus to produce the, the album and um, because you know when we did the record we didn't have the deal done yet I just basically I went with the Zeus and I wanted to get basically I went to Zeus and went hopefully we'll get a great record out of Zeus and then I can get a deal with it and uh, so we did the record with Zeus and it turned out really awesome and when it came time to to approach a label Nuclear Blast was the first label I, I approached and I went to the the A and R guy Monty Connor, who has been my a, a old friend of mine for years, he worked at Murder Dolls Records, my first record, and mm-hmm. I went to him and, and said, "Check the record out." And he came and saw the band live in New York City, and we kept talking, and 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 here we are. And the record will be out in a month and a half, so uh, I couldn't be happier. And and going with a label like Nuclear Blast was 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 the way to go. And and so far, I, I couldn't be happier. They they've, uh, they've been promoting this record great, and they're behind the band and. Uh, it's just cool to have a team team behind you now, and uh, so that that feels really really good for us.
1: Now, um, I, I think you know a lot of music fans think of Nuclear Blast, they think of uh, kind of more metal bands, and your sound has always to me kind of blurred the lines between um, punk and metal. I mean, you, you know, you listen to like the last record, and you know the guitar tones and the drums, very metal sounding, but still, it's got mm-hmm. a punk element to it. Does this the condolences record? Shift more towards metal, or just they're kind of branching out on what they're doing.
0: Um, basically, I just think it's just a natural progression. Like uh, like you said, I've I've kind of always walked that tightrope of of glam and punk and 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 metal, and uh, and this new album definitely took on more of a more of a more of a metal a metal vibe, which is which was really was was a determined thing. It was something we we thought about, and because uh, I wanted it to have a, a heavier aspect to it, and. Uh, but still, uh, you know, even though this record is is heavier compared to the other releases, I still feel like it it still pays respect to the past. It's still still very much Wednesday Thirteen. It's just a a new a new version, so to speak.
1: Right. I know. I know. It's with the leadoff single, you know, it's it's a little bit heavier sounding. But you know, sometimes I mean, if you listen to in any of your albums, there's always you know songs that are maybe heavier than others, and some are a little more tongue in cheek in lyrics and things like that. So I was curious. You know, is the direction yeah, of the so. new album? Is the first single kind of representative of the material, or is that just a particular song that kind of stood out to make a single?
0: Um, you know, it's. I think people are going to be surprised. I think. Uh, I think people were. were you know, because again, I, I read the comments on the videos and, and people, you know, talking about the video and stuff. And uh, you know, I, I think just the way that that video came off, it, it kind of put the band in a in a darker kind of. I guess. Use the term evil, or mm-hmm. people are like you guys are scary, you know. And it's like, uh, and that's and that was something that I, I thought was great. The, I love how the the video captured that that of us. But I think anyone that has think they have their mind made up about what the record's going to be like when they hear that song next week. We're we're debuting our uh, our second video for the song Blood Sick, and I think mm-hmm. that's going to just throw people for a loop because. It's so different. Like if if people thought that what the night brings was a dark or or black metal, they're gonna think mm-hmm. this next song's a glam rock song. <laughs> so uh, so uh, yeah, that's and that's what's cool about what what we're able to do is that we we can we can do whatever we want. There, there's no rules, and we uh, and we we just we play the kind of music we like, and and we incorporate a lot of different influences into our music now.
1: Now, do you you've always you know, I think from the moment I first heard, especially your solo albums, I've always had kind of planned words in the song titles and things like that. Um, do you kind of just keep a notebook and jot these kind of ideas? You know, the, the oh my God, look with the bat dragged in kind of things that come to you. How, how do you come up with these? Or, you know, or or do you have to kind of sit and focus on and try to come up with something to match a guitar riff you wrote? I mean, where, where does the lyrics and the music um, kind of come in
0: it's it's always changed over the years. Um, I mean, it used to be a thing where I would have a notebook and I would just etch down ideas or song titles or or I would say something funny. And go, oh, cool! That sounds that sounds silly. Let me write that down. And uh, I would get back when it's time to write lyrics, and I would just kind of look at my notebook of things I wrote down. But uh, and that's something that that I I did over the years, and that was always in play a play on words. And that's something that I that I tried to change on this new album which I I did like if you read the track listing on this new album compared to say the 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 first album with a song like look what the backs dragged in or or, uh, something like that these this the my song titles lately I've I've kind of did less of that only because I feel like I did it so much that it became a thing where it's like oh here comes Wednesday 13 with another play on words here let's see what we can Making into this, so I just kind of, almost kind of wore that out myself a bit. So I've, I've kind of, sort of avoided doing those things. But I, but I, but I still do certain, certain things like, uh, like there's, there's a lyric on the new record where I say uh, it's a grave robbing song, and I say I'm going six, six, six feet deep. So I'm still using my little play on words and things like that. So it's, it's still not far away. I just don't really write my titles anymore where right. there are play on words like that.
1: Do you typically do you come up with lyrics first then write music to it, or do you write with a partner? or how is the writing process for the band?
0: It's so different. It all, and it's always changing. Um, you know, like for this record it's completely different than anything I've done in the past. Like all my records up until this condolences record, I had always, basically, I had like a little uh, home recording system here, and I just basically do my own demos. With a drum machine, I'll you know, and I'll send the songs to the guys, and then we would get we would get together and we'd kind of record, and we just kind of basically they would just kind of improve on my demos and and play Mm -hmm. the parts.
2: Sure.
0: Um, And then on the last record, I started letting uh, our guitarist. He started bringing in some some songs and parts of stuff, so letting him be more of a songwriter. So when it came time to do this new album, I I really wanted to incorporate a lot of his songs and his songwriting. Uh, into the band so when it came time to write for this record we basically just just marked out three weeks and we went up to Portland, Oregon and we just basically for three weeks we just worked on writing this album and we basically worked on a song a day we we would get up we would have our breakfast and we would basically just work on a song we'd spend you know six, seven hours just working on a song we'd try every every version of it we'd play it fast we'd play it slow Mm -hmm. we'd try this part we would just dissect it tear it apart and uh, that was something really cool because I've never done that before whereas before it was kind of like alright this is the songs, let's go with it and just kind of record whereas this time we had we had time to, to play with the songs a bit so we, we wrote the songs in, in a three week process and then we took all those songs home just the music and then that's when I started writing all the lyrics and things over it so I didn't have really any lyrics at all uh, I just had the music and then I and just, I took the music home and then wrote the lyrics over it, and then okay. the lyrics changed over over the months and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so it's 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 weird. I don't really there's not really a, a, a exact process I have or a way I have to write. Like it's just uh, for me. I found lately I think doing stuff out outside the box of what I normally do has, has been working better for me. So, just uh, yeah. for me, like this record, just us going as a band in a room and writing it was way cooler than sending demos through the internet. You know.
1: Yeah, and it's probably a lot like what you said with the with the um, the reason you switched to you know to going with a label at this point is sometimes kind of shaking it up, doing it differently can produce some different results, and you know may ultimately grow the fan base. Because I mean, if, if what the night brings is any indication, I don't think you're in any risk of alienating your your core audience that you've built to this point. But you know the okay. exposure the exposure of nuclear blast and stuff. I'm sure, hopefully, that'll allow you to grow the audience more.
0: Um, well, well, that's yeah, That's exactly the whole point. Is is you know I've been playing to my fans for the past few years, and mm-hmm. with having nuclear blast, that opens so many doors. And and I tell people all the time, I go, we're, we're there's a, we have a million fans out there. They just don't know it yet. Yeah, that's
1: exactly you know? right. <laughs> you know, and it's it's. Um will being with nuclear blast or is this still kind of time will tell is this going to open any opportunities as far as you know maybe tour support and getting you on some bills with other acts i know primarily at least in, in my my watching of your career you've always done kind of you know club shows uh, where you're the headliner are you looking at maybe getting on bills with other bands maybe more established bands that might get the brand out there as well
0: yeah that's the any of those opportunities that the that come before us so I'm definitely going to look into doing that was the whole point is of doing with doing this record with nuclear blasts is just to just open different doors and try different avenues and things like that and and um you know for for you know for all these years I mean and again I'm I'm about to do a headlining tour next month as well mm-hmm. um but the headlining tours are are always great for me and, and it's usually I do those because it's it pays enough money that I can pay my crew and my band and everyone Mm -hmm. and we can make it it's just some of these you know opening or support slots they don't really pay a lot of money and a lot of them are sometimes are 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 paid to be on these tours sometimes yeah exactly so so, yeah so if if the right tours are are presented for us um, you know and we can make it work i would love to get in front of a different audience that's uh that's that's challenging for me like uh you know we don't we we don't really play with a lot of bands and when we do it's a lot of fun like we opened up for uh for danzig like a year or so ago and that was really cool because there's a different audience in front of us you know and uh Mm -hmm. so it's just it's just cool to have those kind of different challenges and times so hopefully with being on nuclear blast that is going to open the doors for us where we can get in front of some different audiences and things like that
1: yeah and that's a great point you bring up about bands paying to be on some of these things i know uh, I think it was kind of eye opening to a lot of people a year or so ago when the the band who shall may remain nameless had sued um, Motley Crue uh, because of some uh, issues they had with you know opening for them and it, and you read it it was like well they paid money to do that um, oh
0: yeah and I don't think that's a lot of people how it, realize that's how that it is. you know you know that's how it is and 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 that's great I mean that works out for some bands mm-hmm. you know and 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 uh, you know for some bands that can afford to to buy. <laughs> be in mm-hmm. front of that. That's that's great. Some bands can't afford that. For me, I can't afford to go and, and pay to be on on some tour. However, if I had you know a million dollars sitting in the bank and Motley Crue, I'm like, oh cool, I want to go open up for these these guys for a couple weeks. Here you go, you go, Nicky Six, Here's a, here's a check. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know if I if I had that kind of money in the bank, so I, I don't ever hold it against anybody that buys on. It's just some people have opportunities and and they're fortunate to be able to do that kind of stuff. It just. Sure. uh but when you hear behind the scenes, that kind of disheartens people. go, like, oh, you had to buy onto that
1: tour, would? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're paying money to go town to town and, and barely break even if you're lucky on t-shirt sales. But I mean, it, yeah, it is, and I think it's it's important to realize. I mean, it it is a business. You know, you mentioned you've got a tour, you've got bandmates. Everybody needs, you know, to put food on the table. Um, so yeah, got to make decisions based on that. But that's that's uh, great that you're able to, you know, you know, make the payroll and everything on touring as a solo artist because i think I'll, you know uh, it's,
0: it's, it's tough man it's it's uh you know it's it's a lot of work and i and i really focus on um uh, i mean it's, it's merchandise you know i'm not making mm-hmm. money off the guarantees by any means it's right. basically the fans and the and the meet and greets and things that we we uh we have a lot of people i see people complain about those i can't leave you guys charge for meet and greets and it's like those meet and greets help out sometimes more than the uh than the yeah. actual guarantees for, for for the shows. like it's yeah. uh it's crazy you know that's why i try to provide a cool meet and greet experience for our fans and not feel like they're getting ripped off or they just go hey how you doing shake my hand and get out of here kind of deal it's uh yep. you know sometimes the fans get to hang out with us for an hour or two let them come on the bus and hang out and on the last tour a lot of meet and greets got to come on the bus and listen to the new album you know so uh so it's uh, so, so I try to make it cool for the for the fans and things too.
1: Yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah, because it is. I mean, other than that, I mean, unfortunately, music. A lot of bands have been reduced to to traveling T-shirt sales. I mean, that's unfortunately yeah. the, the way the business has become. But um, you know, hopefully with Nuclear Blast, uh, this brings you a, you know a nice exposure, which I think it, it already has. I know just from the
0: oh, like blabbermouths like of the I've...
1: world, your name is out there a lot more than I've seen in the last few years
0: yeah I know it's shocking it's like a, it's crazy I wake up now and I can go online and go whoa there's a news report on me that's cool yeah. and I didn't post it
1: <laughs> that's excellent well, Wednesday I want to I wish you guys all the best uh, condolences comes out uh, is it June 2nd I believe
0: June, June 2nd yes
1: June 2nd and uh, you look forward to the second single What the Night Brings available now it's on uh, YouTube and all the, the Spotify and all that stuff already so we look forward to more of the same from you and hopefully we'll see you in Pittsburgh real soon
0: yeah yeah, man well uh we're, we're planning a East Coast tour for uh September October so I'm sure we'll be around those parts and the new single comes out uh, on February October uh, uh, on April was it April no, it was April 28th the new single blood Sick. I don't know what month it is right now but uh'' so that's next week and uh, yeah so the like second singles out and things are good in our world
1: awesome thank you so much man.
0: awesome man thank you so much.
2: From their new album, The Serenity of Suffering, plus all the face-melting hits. Rock legends in an intimate setting. May 10th, Stage A.E. Outdoors. With special guests, animals as leaders, and dead. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or at the Stage A.E. Box Office. Brought to you by Pomo West North Shore. Core.
1: All right, a big thank you to Wednesday 13. Again, the new album, Condolences, is out on June 2nd. I can pick that up now. I can pre order it on the Nuclear Blast website, uh, or I'm sure you can go to Wednesday 13's uh, website and get uh, links to Amazon and iTunes, etc. Uh, we played you there a little coming out of the interview. We played a classic track, one of my personal favorites from Wednesday 13. That's from the Fang Bang album. That's called Happily Ever Cadaver. Um, kind of touching on that play on words that we uh, talked about in the interview. Uh, really a fantastic track. So. Make sure to check him out. Uh, He does tend to come through uh, Pittsburgh, Western, Pennsylvania, the entire Northeast pretty regularly. Uh, So hopefully uh, we'll see him out this way before too long. You can visit us at ironcityrocks.com. Follow us on Facebook, ironcityrocks.com. I'm sorry, it's facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks. We've got a ton of tickets to give away to some great summer concerts, so be sure to check us out there. Also, twitter.com forward slash iron city rocks and instagram is also forward iron city rocks you can reach us at iron city rocks at gmail.com or you can simply use the contact link on the webpage uh, to get in touch with us let us know what you like about the show love about the show hate about the show hate about us doesn't matter just uh get in touch it's always good to know people are listening and we uh, thank you um continually for your support of the show and listening to the show and uh welcome any constructive feedback we might get from you. So until next time, I want to thank you for listening.